0: This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new DApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you, before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review DApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score and if you find yourself wondering hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet To try Blockbases today go on Blockbases.com. that is Blockbases.com. Everyone, to the to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos, which we date about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem. And we couldn't think of a better person to invite to our club than Jack from Strange Love. Welcome, Jack, to the club.
1: Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: So for anyone out there who doesn't know who Jack from Strange Love, as I just said, uh, is... Uh, who hasn't perhaps been paying much attention to Cosmos history. Maybe you could just do a quick intro of yourself so everybody's on the same page.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, my name's Jack Zamplin. Uh, I do Cosmos stuff, is the way I normally introduce myself. Um, but for for this group, yeah, I, uh, I was the original product manager on the Cosmos Hub, the Cosmos SDK, and IBC, and shipped all of those as the team lead. Um, I also have been a product manager at Akash and Gravity Bridge and Sommelier. And I lead a team now at Strangelove where we are primarily focused on IBC expansion and product.
0: Quite a handful, right there. And uh, all of these products, technologies, libraries is something that anyone who's ever built anything on Cosmos, uh, the, Cos- the Cosmos Tech Stack they've either been using directly for uh, yeah basically built on top of so uh i think yeah as i t- said in the beginning there's we couldn't really think of anyone else than the strange love and ujack who's contributed so much to uh, to the to the ecosystem and the uh, and the public goods really uh, in the ecosystem but uh, maybe also touch upon uh, strange love because i think strange love for many people uh is a uh, uh, maybe not opaque, but it's a difficult organization to to really pinpoint. Uh, yeah, what you guys do. So uh, perhaps you could just uh, enlighten us a bit there.
1: Yeah, I think that it kind of like uh, maybe a brief history of Strange Law will sort of help describe a little bit more about what we do. So um, I mentioned my my sort of product manager background within Cosmos, and I was having a glass of champagne after we had launched the Cosmos Hub. And you can go see that video with me with a uh, bow tie on freaking out when we hit block 17. Um, And it's it's kind of a classic. Um, And I'm sitting there with a glass of champagne and I think, oh my God, I'm a product manager and I'm not using my own product. So I went and I spun up a validator right then. And that was kind of the basis of strange love. And I have a, partner who I had done some Bitcoin, Litecoin, Zcash, and Ethereum mining with for a while. And we had worked on a number of crypto related projects. Uh, His name was Tyler Schmidt. Um, And we turned that validator into a company. At the time it was called Pylon Validation Services. We ran it as a validator for a while and we also took some of the returns and did some venture investing into early stage Cosmos projects. Um, And if we fast forward, in, and we advised a couple of folks too, and if you fast forward to 2021 when Osmosis launched, um, we had done quite well with that. And we decided to take a lot of the money we had made and reinvest it into the ecosystem and build a team of developers dedicated to driving Cosmos and the Cosmos ecosystem forward with a particular focus on IBC. And that's what we've been doing since then. Um, You know, all of those things that I mentioned are things that are needed to drive the IBC ecosystem forward, drive adoption, and to bring in more users to the Cosmos ecosystem. And that aligns with the investments that we've made. Um, You know, we've invested broadly across the Cosmos ecosystem. And the thing that knits the ecosystem together, brings in users and provides a differentiator is IBC so we believe that by investing in and building out the core ibc technology we will be able to provide enough revenues for strange love uh, a and then b an opportunity for us to build products on top of that that open source core that will make a that will be very very profitable and, and that's kind of fundamentally our business model it's all focused around ibc
0: beautiful and i think uh let's hone in on that because uh IBC is such a powerful, I would almost call it like a narrative, interoperability at least, is a narrative that a lot of people fall in love with. um, And that's how a lot of people hear about Cosmos initially. Um, IBC is sort of the focus point that people have coming into Cosmos, a lot of them at least. Um, So just... Coming from you, uh, can't help but ask, of course, what makes IBC different and unique? Because there's a lot of ecosystems that talks about interoperability and all that. But IBC is different. So yeah. uh, in your words, what makes IBC unique?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that the vision of IBC is a single open source protocol that allows all verified state machines or block, blockchains to all talk to each other. And to do that in a peer-to-peer manner. There's nothing else on the market with that vision. If you look at all the other interoperability protocols, they have some kind of value capture baked in or some token, or they only work between one or two different chains. And I think that, you know, the division of crypto is this truly permissionless, truly interoperable substrate that everything else is kind of built on top of. And, you know, one vision of that is the Ethereum vision where you have a single network where all the value flows down to it. And I think most of crypto builds that way. But the Cosmos vision is that there is a truly decentralized set of different blockchains that are all able to share data and trade between them in a decentralized and permissionless fashion using only the cryptography that underlies those chains. And this is what sets IBC and the Cosmos apart and I think that the longer this thing is like evolving, the more and more clear it is we're living in a world of hundreds if not thousands or hundreds of thousands of blockchains. And the need for one of these protocols becomes more and more obvious. And I think that in Cosmos, we have an inherent advantage there because we've been building for this future and thinking about it way longer than anyone else. And we've encountered in production a lot of the problems with these systems at scale before anyone else has, and, and we're solving them. And I think that as the space moves closer and closer to us, this provides a unique opportunity for Cosmos to, to sort of take its rightful place as the one of the most exciting things happening in crypto.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I mean it's such a powerful, as I also said, narrative. Um, we are here to build a decentralized technology and building in silos just conflicts with <laughs> with that uh, with that whole purpose. So um, so yeah, I mean uh, the technology we can dive into the the technical parts of course. Um you are super well versed in this, you've been building this. Um but uh, just to sort of talk about other ecosystems as well because i think okay so we got different app chains now consumer chains like you know chains that could basically talk to each other and move assets move value and whatnot around easily seamlessly but i think it was was a sacky that said um we have about one year left for customers to stay relevant in the future so i think Maybe not. I wouldn't go so far uh, as Zaki does. But I, I do think that we have to go beyond Cosmos. I mean, we're all here and we love Cosmos and we, we've seen the light. But there's a lot of people in crypto and, of course, outside of crypto that has no idea about IBC. So I think basically my question is, how do we how do we make IBC sort of the, the Trojan horse almost uh, to other ecosystems like Ethereum, of course, being the biggest out there, Evmos, Kanto, Kava, there's a bunch of uh, chains, uh, Cosmos projects that are working on this. But do, is that the way, like having Evmos and whatnot, uh, building these sort of bridges from Ethereum in this case to Cosmos? Or how do you see IBC sort of getting adopted by other ecosystems out there?
1: yeah you know I, my my team at Strangelove has done the most work on native IBC adoption to other ecosystems. We've been working closely with the Composable team for the better part of two years to help bring their their system to production. We've got an effort working with Avalanche we've worked closely with the penumbra team We're working with a number of other folks in the background to do this work and supporting at least three different teams that I know of that are working to build IBC directly to core Ethereum. Um, building out the pipeline and the developer experience to be able to use IBC as a product on as many chains as possible is a key, key part of that. I think that where we are right now, we'll also need to partner with system integrators like Wormhole and Axelar and Hyperlane and others to help offer IBC semantics and developer user experience and the ability to reach the rest of the IBC network. Um, through those system integrators uh because of the the unique challenges posed by optimistic rollups. but yeah i mean getting that developer experience as many places as possible is, is critical
0: what do you see as the main barrier for that is it technical is it marketing or promotion or whatever we call it like, what is the main barrier here for, for making that happen do you see? this
1: is a huge 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 challenge just to be clear And I don't think that there's one barrier. I think that there is a broad based push that needs to happen across all of the core teams and the community to help make this successful. And that is, you know, it is marketing. It is promotion. It is business development. It is actual software development. There are technical challenges. All of those challenges exist in doing this work to be clear building a worldwide network of blockchains underlined by a single communications network is probably one of the hardest things that you could pick out to do, period.
0: What's the pushback that you face when you talk to uh, people from Avalanche or other ecosystems that you've talked to just out of curiosity?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of common misconceptions around IBC. Bridges are insecure, Talking to those folks Mm. about the light client security model and the different security models of bridges gets them a lot more comfortable with that. It's impossible to integrate IBC outside of Cosmos. This is one I've dealt with quite a bit. And, you know, it's, frankly, it's not. There's a lot of ways to implement IBC outside of Cosmos. And now that we've proven it can be done, that's one that I don't hear as much. Um, You know, there's a lot of other objections like that, but I think a lot of it is fixed with uh education you know people just want to hear about they want to talk to somebody who understands and knows what they're dealing with and and what the challenges are and to help them work through those on a case-by-case basis and i think that if we're talking you know as technologists i think people's knee-jerk response is like well, we'll build a flow for them and we'll enable them to go through it. But this is where the business development comes in and, and the sort of human touch. These are large organizations like Avalanche that we integrate with. And it's there's a, a necessarily human component to the education that needs to happen. And I think when I talked earlier about this mental model of everything flowing down to one chain um, versus this... Large network of chains, almost everyone else in crypto has this fundamental view that everything is going to flow down to the chain that they stand the hardest. And this is an inherently zero sum view. It's not fundamentally how the world works. And it's not how crypto has ever worked. It's just like the bridges in the past have all been exchanges. And as we're entering into this world where IBC and bridging protocols are key, it's it's going to be increasingly bridges and less IBC. And I think that there's a mental switch that's happening right now where people are starting to see this world as a lot more multipolar and less unipolar. And like that is where Cosmos has been for a long time, but where other people aren't. And like there's a lot of education that kind of needs to happen to convince people that Hey, there's a lot of chains. We should connect them all. We shouldn't build these artificial walled gardens. That's never really worked, and not going to in this case.
0: I'm curious to hear. We uh, you, you mentioned a few times the whole the, the monolithic approach, uh, which is contrary to the Cosmos app chain thesis approach. Um, Ethereum being an example, of course. Uh, How does uh, modular blockchains fit into this? Um, Celestia comes to mind, of course, Dimension, building uh, these roll apps. Um, Yeah, just to to get your take, how does, so we got the monolithic version, we got the sort of app chain thesis, and now we have modular blockchains coming up, which could be pretty damn big. So how does that fit uh, into all this, do you see?
1: I mean I think it's a critical part of growth. Like IBC needs to go where the users are and it looks like there's going to be a lot of users there potentially. You know, we'll see how that how that plays out. We are working really hard with the penumbra, with the Celestia team and a number of other teams to help ensure that IBC reaches those places and we're going to be there to to provide developers the the nice IBC semantics that they're used to.
0: Beautiful. So that will actually get adopted most likely. Uh, from day one, whereas uh, monolithic approaches uh, with Ethereum, Avalanche, etc., they uh, they might uh, need some uh, some talking, <laughs> promotion and convincing to do for for them to adopt something like IPC. It sounds like yeah, beautiful, beautiful. What do you think will uh, make or break uh, Cosmos as a technology and ecosystem? Because IBC obviously is what you guys are focused on, a strange love, uh, very much so. Uh, you have other things that you work on, but IBC seems to be the dominant factor right now. Um, Always has been. And that's, you know,
1: shit. it's like IBC and this idea of a network of chains, even back in 2017 when I first found the idea, seemed obvious to me at the time. Every cycle in crypto. The way that blockchains scale is by uh, the way that blockchains scale is by creating more blockchains. This has been the case since 2011 when Litecoin came out, and has always been the case. Yet the narrative has continued that there's only going to be one chain to rule them all. This is the way it's going to work. But fundamentally, that's just not the way it works. Like there's going to be a lot of these things. And in order to ensure that we have enough distribution to bring in new users, we can't have a single token distribution that was decided in 2009. We can't have a single token distribution that was decided back in 2011, I mean, 2014, sorry. We need to kind of continually be making new distributions and bringing new people into this crypto ecosystem. And the way we do that is with more chains. And then you allow those chains to trade amongst each other to figure out the value of the tokens. And like, that is fundamental social scalability in a way that other ecosystems don't have.
0: So what we should be worried about if it happens is if the number of new chains coming onto Cosmos being IBC enabled starts to slow down or even decrease. That's when we should get worried. And that's perhaps even uh, the biggest threat to, uh, to Cosmos. Is that, the, is that what you're saying? Sorry. You're on mute, Jack.
1: Sorry. What's the biggest threat to Cosmos am I saying?
0: So are you saying that the biggest threat to Cosmos in your mind uh, is if the number of app chains coming live and being IBC enabled, if that starts to slow down or even decrease? Is that the biggest threat to to the ecosystem?
1: I mean, you know, yes. Adoption generally. There's a number of different ways you can measure that through amount of IBC packets sent, dollar value of IBC packets number of users sending IBC transactions, number of users sending transactions on individual Cosmos chains, number of connected IBC chains, TVL of connected IBC chains, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that you know the biggest risk is we don't see adoption for this core technology. And like where we're at right now in the cycle, everyone's staring at user graphs that are just down and to the right. And that is exactly the opposite direction of what you want to see. Everyone's starting to freak out a little bit, but this is the exact same pattern that plays out in every cycle. The tide goes out, the people who are really in this for the right reasons stay, the tourists leave, and then we get new people coming in for the new cycle. And what's happening right now is there's a lot of flushing out of bad projects that's happening, and that's kind of a natural part of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the uh, The cycle continues and repeats. History doesn't repeat, but uh, it rhymes oh whole damn lot. <laughs> and uh, we've seen this before. We've been here before. Um, and things will turn around eventually. Um, and speaking of uh, roadmap and looking ahead, how do you see Cosmos evolve from here? Or maybe just IBC in this case? Um, what yeah. are you guys working on? Is there any alpha you can spill? We, we love alpha here, of course. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, you know, I think that in crypto, and in, in, I think in general, people are used to looking for silver bullets or that alpha. And, you know, I can talk about the work we're doing to bring Avalanche into IBC, the work that many teams are doing to bring Ethereum into IBC, next level work on middlewares and different application protocols to help enable deep composability between chains work on private data going over IBC so that private zones can share private data with each other privately over these open channels um, the user adoption work that's needed with protocols doing business development within the ethereum community there's a lot of pieces but you know there's no silver bullets in this work some work there is silver bullets in. In this IBC work, there's only lead bullets. There's only more developers. There's only spending more money on the development. There's only spending more money and time on the business development. And the work that we do is that lead bullet work. We show up at work every day and we chip away at the various pieces that are needed to help for adoption. And we continue to do that every day. And up beside us all over the world every day is... 10 to 15 other teams doing the same thing and all kind of pointed in the same direction. And like, I I think that, you know, the bull case for Cosmos is there is a strong base of funded startups. There is a strong base of users. There is a strong base of developers here that are all dedicated to this technology and working to drive it forward in a truly decentralized way. And we have to have faith in some ways that, when users come back into the broader blockchain ecosystem, we will be able to capture an outsized percentage of those. And I honestly think we can.
0: I think so too. And uh, it's only a matter of time before people wake up to uh, the awesome things getting built in Cosmos. IBC, of course, but many other things. You mentioned Avalanche a few times already. And I'm just curious to why Avalanche is a... Maybe not ideal, but uh, why is that uh, the uh, the ecosystem that uh, works well in, in terms of IBC integration, etc.? Why not, for example, near or Polygon? Yeah, uh, there's many out there, right?
1: Yeah, so um, it requires a team from the other side to help do the integration. You know, we're deep experts in Cosmos and IBC and even IBC integrations, but my team doesn't deeply understand how avalanche works so i need some folks on the other side like when you're building a bridge you need to work from both sides and like that sounds trite to say but there is a reality to it and we found some great folks to collaborate with on the avalanche side i've been looking for good partners over on the near side for a long time there's no technical barriers to doing that it's been challenging to find folks from the near community who are interested Um, It has been challenging to find folks from the Polygon community who want to do that integration. There's also some technical challenges to the way that they've broken up block production. The amount of reorgs on Polychain make it virtually impossible to offer acceptable latency over IBC. So there's a lot of reasons why that one in particular hasn't happened. And I think that that's kind of the case more broadly. You know, what we had is a like we set a goal for ourselves to do three non-Cosmos IBC integrations this year. We've completed the composable one, which is one of them. We've, I believe the penumbra one is like pretty fully working right now. And we hope to bring, help bring them to production by end of year. And then we've also got this avalanche one, which we're trying to bring to production by end of year. So, you know, part of it is opportunity. You know, I only have so much bandwidth on my team to do these integrations every year. Part of it is the folks on the other side of the bridge, and part of it is the technical feasibility. And the mixture of all of those three things kind of end up determining which projects get built. Avalanche happens to be one, yeah.
0: Makes sense. I remember last year, for example, there's a reason why I mentioned near and Polygon, because near. I remember last year, for example, there was a lot of talk of, I think it was even the founder, uh, one of the founders of near Protocol, was tweeting out about cosmos and IBC, etc so you know then crypto twitter will start <laughs> getting active very quickly after that uh, and i just remember a bunch of talk at least uh, about near uh, starting to build uh, or integrate IBC and polygon of course i mentioned because they, they they're built on the tenement consensus mechanism if i remember correctly their proof of stake um Chain, but now they migrated. Is it to CKEVM, EVM, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but there's some history there at least, where they used uh, Cosmos Tech uh, before. So it might have been a, a good, a good angle to play, uh, integrated with Polygon. But yeah, they seem to be very focused on other things uh, at this yeah. point in time. So, uh, so yeah. Um, but talk to us a bit about other pieces of the uh, Cosmos Tech stack, because you. Obviously, working on IBC, uh, that's a core focus and has been since day one. But you've also worked on Cosmos Hub. Uh, you mentioned also in the in the intro, Cosmos Hub being particularly interesting right now, of course, with uh, ICS and consumer chains getting spun up. Um, and uh, yeah, the Cosmos Hub really finding its place, uh, people argue at least, uh, as the hub for, uh, for, for these uh, chains who are not there to spin up or build an ad chain, attracting validators, etc. but wants to, uh, at least in the beginning, uh, adopt uh, the security from, from Cosmos validators, Cosmos Hub validators, and, and just starting slow, if you will, as a consumer chain. So, uh, so yeah, talk to us about Cosmos Hub, your work there, and uh, how you see Cosmos Hub evolve, perhaps, if you have an opinion on that.
1: Yeah, I was the product manager at launch who, who helped launch that, and I've been pivotal in that community for a long time. I led Prop 34, Prop 46, Prop 56, which brought in Packet Forward Middleware. Um, uh, um, You know, I've been a a pillar of that community for a long time, especially since the Adam 2.0 fiasco and a number of other things. I have not done a lot of work on the hub for a while. Um, I've been much more focused on IBC. It's been really heartening to see that the informal team has done a great job shipping interchain security, and they've brought a lot of, you know, really interesting applications. What has also happened is there's been a massive step up in level of complexity on the hub that is Mm. now needs to be sort of managed. And I think that, you know, it's, the hub is in an interesting place. You know, we, we talked about how IBC is in an interesting place. The hub itself has always been this thing that's kind of like looking for meaning. And we as a community have kind of found meaning in this ICS thing for a little while. However, I think it's, it's kind of coming to the end as an organizing meme. And people are rightly asking, how does Adam provide value? And I think that things like Time Weave Labs and, and some of the other uh, sort of like Slow shipping of 2.0 that's happening um, is something that I, I think is like really important um, for the future of the hub so we'll we'll see how they do with that
0: yeah, I mean nobody knows at this point, but uh, being a co-contributor, the initial person to uh, lead up the development of the launch of the hub, um, you know, who, who better to ask uh, than, than you, Jack, what, what do you see happen actually from here? Do you see, let's, let's for example, talk about the, uh, the consumer chain aspect of things and how obviously IBC is getting, uh, you, you can move assets around, etc. So do you see, let's say a year from now, will there be more consumer chains getting launched than app chains? What do you? What would your gut feel uh, say uh, if I if I mentioned something like that to you, like for yeah. example, more consumer chains getting spun up than net that chains?
1: I think that if if that happens, like Cosmos as well, is truly dead. Mm. The, the the number of consumer chains is effectively validators are going to start voting them down very soon. The level of complexity of running a single hub validator is like drastically going up quickly, and there hasn't been a corresponding investment in the infrastructure required to support that. Especially at the tail end, a lot of validators are massively unprofitable. Um I think that we're likely to see significant pushback after Noble gets adopted as an ICS chain um on future consumer chains. So there's the the sort of like fundamental limit limitations. Um that are brought by ICS. The second thing is, Cosmos, the reason why we've seen adoption, we talked a lot about this sort of like open source ethos of IBC. There's the open source ethos of Cosmos itself, where people should be able to run their own systems that are sovereign in and of themselves, where they control the code bases, they control the nodes, they control who who runs the validators. And even those networks should be available via IBC. There is a much larger market for sovereignty than there is for the hub's security per se. So if we live in a world in which there are fewer app chains shipped than ICS chains, something's really wrong with IBC and it's unlikely to be a standard moving forward.
0: Mm. And yeah, validators of course being paramount to the entire ecosystem. (laughs) <laughs> and for Cosmos to grow, um, yeah, they're probably going to feel it. But wouldn't the rewards? Uh, maybe this is the stupid question, but wouldn't the rewards just go to whoever is validating on on the on Cosmos Hub? Like, wouldn't the the, the validators then pivot? Perhaps if that's the situation where there's a lot of interest in spinning up consumer chains versus app chains, wouldn't just more validators go and validate on Cosmos Hub? Perhaps. Maybe it's a stupid question. You can tell me if it is.
1: <laughs> say that. Say, say that one more time.
0: So, it, it, in a scenario where there's more consumer chains getting spun up and, and tremendous amount of interest uh, creating ICS chains than uh, than app chains, wouldn't validators uh, to safeguard themselves and, and become profitable? Wouldn't they just pivot to uh, to to validate on Cosmos Hub instead?
1: Ah. Uh... I mean, I I, I don't like. I think that validators are going to validate on a large number of places. I think as ZK proofs become more common, we're likely to see people running provers. We see people running relayers. People want to run infrastructure, and there's always going to be a market for that. Um, some of them will validate on the hub. Some of them will validate on the app chains. Most of them will likely validate on both. I think that the hub itself, because of the complexity of validating, we're likely to see the validator set shrink as unprofitable operators leave.
0: Nice, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, it's an interesting discussion. If you ask me, at least, um, what's gonna happen? Nobody knows at this point. Um, what's great is that all these things are getting built out uh, for better and for worse. Um, I think it's pretty cool that uh, there's the possibility, at least, of uh, spinning up a consumer chain or ICS chain. But of course, the best case scenario is that there's just an endless amount of app chains talking to each other via IBC and the cost was getting much larger than we, than we see it today. Um, I think we have the tech for it. We, uh, we have uh, the governance models for it. I think it's quite strong and we have the community for it. So, uh, so yeah, the ideal scenario is getting more app chains. So that leads me to a question that uh, I want to ask you, Jack, uh, which is a heartfelt one. And that is, what can we do as a community? Obviously, being the Cosmos Club, we have a large number of people who are passionate about Cosmos. Yeah. No surprise there. So what can we do as a community to, to make sure ensure Cosmos for the future?
1: Yeah, I was just on a sp- face with the face of the Rack FM guys, and they asked me the same question. And I'm going to give you the same answer. I think that right now, there's a tremendous amount of negativity within the broader ecosystem. And for understandable reasons, you know, all of the assets I have are down massively. (laughs) It's hard right now. There aren't users. Like, I see these problems just as much as you do. In order to move through it, we need to keep going forward. We cannot tear each other apart. And what I see on Twitter and in Telegram rooms and everywhere is people tearing each other apart. What we need to do is build people up, especially the developers who are shipping the code. And, you know, for me personally, like, I'm being attacked on all sides, both personally and professionally. And there's a, but there is a core group of folks within Cosmos who are, who have banded together and are doing their best to try to push this ecosystem forward. The more we can support the builders who are moving forward, and the less we can give voice to the loud, noisy complainers within the ecosystem, the better of a place this is to bring new people into and what we need to focus on is trying to find the growth but also making a nice place so that when new users come in they'll feel welcome here and I'll tell you what they're not going to feel welcome in a place where people are just constantly tearing each other down and like that is I think one of the biggest things that the community can do is focus on the positive focus on the growth focus on the teams who are still shipping code and i that that would be my call out shout out jake on this call look at this we've got jake from dowdow Dow. we've got orion from uh, thorchain the Net-A-Dow folks greco and kiki who used to be on the strange love team they're building some cool front end stuff for cosmos joshua is also in that crew mav from strange love is here go support the builders go talk with them go amplify their voices and Silence, or like not silence, but ignore the people who are just stirring shit and trying to talk their bags.
0: Well said, well said, Jack. And yeah, I, sadly, it's the world that we live in. Anyone who tries to do anything meaningful in life will have a shit ton of people trying to tear them down. Um, well, and I think
1: that is that is guaranteed. But the one thing that we can do is ensure that those people who are doing this stuff have our support if we believe in the future that they're trying to push. And, you know, that is really important.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, that's also why we created this account uh, to be quite frank with you uh, about a year ago. We, uh, we saw so much shit flying around on Twitter, and we just wanted to basically talk about what's getting built, not, you know, all the drama or yeah. whatever is flying around on Twitter. Let's just talk to builders and projects. Uh, most of the people that you mentioned uh, today, we had on uh, Composable. For example, you mentioned a few times, a few times, um, dimension, etc. So yeah, we just wanted to uh, invite people in and talk about what they're building without all the drama. Like, leave the drama at the door, man. <laughs> Let's just talk about what's 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 getting built here. So um, so yeah. Yep. Well said, Jack. Well totally.
1: Said. I've got some. Do you do questions on here? Definitely. Do do do, want, do we want to do some Q and
0: A? Yeah, we have uh, well, not right now actually, but um, we uh, we had people requesting to speak. So now is a good time, guys. Uh, there were two people who requested to speak uh, just before, but now awesome. they dropped. <laughs> uh, so right now there's nobody requesting to speak. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, is there anything uh, that while we wait for people to uh, to request to speak, Jack? Is there anything uh, you wanna that's uh, near and dear to your heart that you want to get out.
1: Uh, Now is a a good time. (laughs) I just just shared that, you know, it's, uh, like one thing I will say a lot of the folks on this have have reached out to me personally, really appreciate all the support that I have received over the last couple of days, um, as I've been going through what I've been going through, and really appreciate the folks who have reached out. Thank you guys.
0: I still don't see anyone who's uh, requesting, oh, there's uh, there's one, so uh, I'll just accept Imori who is uh, requesting to speak. Imori,
1: so Emory, I yes. guess he is. So Im- be Im- I guess he is Imori. That that looks
0: about right. Yeah. Imori, yeah. I accepted it, but he's still a listener. I don't know why, but uh, but yeah, okay. So about uh, while we wait for Imori, about your bags, Jack. I mean, yeah. I think everybody is in minus right now or in red right now. <laughs> uh, be, yeah. Not just in Cosmos also, but in yeah. all of it, so.
1: <laughs> Everywhere, you know, and like, that's just the way of it. Hey, Imori, how's it going? It.
0: You're on mute, Imori. Hey, Mori. Yo, hello. Sophie. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay, thanks. That's been an informative aim so far. Um, I just want to, and actually I don't have anything much to say, but just want to, um, and appreciate Cosmos for his, for the work he's doing so far. I mean, entering is AMA AM a lot and I appreciate that. Thank you, Cosmos.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you for your support.
0: All right, Jack. If uh, no other questions from the community, then uh, I know you're a busy man, so I'll let you let you be. But uh, thank you so much oh, well, for
1: coming on, Jack. This extra fifteen minutes allows me to go get some lunch. So thank you, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> you deserve, man. You deserve. Thank awesome. you so much for coming on to the club, and uh, hopefully this is not the last time we speak to you. No. Nope. uh Cheer you on uh, from the sidelines on uh, all the things you're getting. You're shipping and getting built. It's uh, fantastic to see. So, uh, shout out to you and all your team, man.
1: Yeah, thank you guys very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Take
0: care, Jack. This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new DApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past, well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on Blockbases.com. That is, Blockbases.com.